And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are. Ferriston, Friday with Matt Farah. Wednesday yes. for you folks. Fresh hot cups of coffee. Lots of questions from the listeners. And... Uh, Two of your favorite car idiots together mm. to talk for the oh. next 40. To entertain you. How are you, Matt? Good. It's a lot of podcasting this week because the uh, the NASCAR race at the Coliseum is this weekend. Oh, yeah? Are you going to go? Oh, no, this is the first time hearing really? about NASCAR. You, you know they built a track <laughs> inside the Coliseum. Really? In the football stadium. Where? The L.A. Coliseum. Come on. The whole field is now a track. I don't know if my audience and me uh, coincides with the NASCAR audience. I I like NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. No, look. The NASCAR folks didn't call me up and say, hey, Spike, would you like to come down? Here's me and Zach standing on the track. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. But like- I've driven NASCARs. Like you, your kids would probably, it's a, it's a, like my wife liked it and she doesn't give a shit about NASCAR, but like- it's in, in no, the it's novelty a of it being in a football stadium yeah. is pretty crazy. It's a spectacle. Any any of that stuff. Have you ever gone to the drag races? Oh yeah, the drags. Oh, that's yeah. quite the spectacle. Top fuel drag racing yeah. is like a must see experience. The the thunder when it hits your chest you is. Know. Yeah, I I was a guest and I was there right on the uh, little runway track where they take off, standing off to the side, mm-hmm. and everybody was watching me. And I go, "Why are you looking at me?" And they go, "We want to watch your face as this thing takes off." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the sound of the dragster moves through your body right. in a way that I can only imagine some sort of bomb. It's like a, yeah, near yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It's so it's a percussion. <clears throat> it's a percussion. It's yeah. violent. You wonder about your internal organs. I had Zuckerman on my mind going, <clears throat> your heart's bleeding now. Your aorta just ruptured from the sound waves. In four seconds, it ruptured your I really liver. did think that. I mean, yeah. I felt what sound waves move through my body in yeah. a way I don't ever want to feel again. <laughs> <clears throat> and it was exciting, and it was fun, and I and I totally got why people would go. So, so yeah, they did I, this race was, last year, and I went. It was, it was very, very cool. Who won? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not important. What's important is that for NASCAR, what was important was that 40% of the attendees had never been to a NASCAR race. That's what's important. You know, Right. So they're, so they're reaching out to the uh, big city demos. Right. NASCAR races are, NASCAR tracks yeah. are inconvenient. Yes. And so you only have people that are very diehard willing right. to go all the way out there. Formula One, same thing. Yeah. You know, more street circuits, Miami, Vegas. You know, that kind of thing. They're, Where they, was they, NASCAR in California? Auto Club Speedway. Auto Club, right. Yeah. So that's too far out, right? It's far. I hear what you're saying, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's far, and yet it's somehow still within L.A. County. Like, that's how – it's like 55 miles out of town, and yet it's still inside of L.A. County. Come on. Really? It is. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but we don't want to drive that far. No. No. It's a shitty drive. See, yeah. NASCAR, you, you kind of got it right. We don't even want to drive downtown or to the valley. Yeah. If you could put it somewhere. <laughs> on the west side. On the west side or even Westwood is kind of, we'd totally go to it. Remember, like, I mean, you weren't there, but have you ever seen the, the documentary or the historical archives? Like, 
Beverly Hills had a speedway. Culver oh, City had deal, a speedway. Yeah. Like the West Side had like four or five tracks. Yeah, cool. no, that's crazy. an amazing history. Yeah, that's an amazing history. We should really do a podcast series on the history that. of uh, because of they motor were, racing in L.A. Yeah, and wooden race tracks. Yeah, board I track mean, racing. Insane. Like that. It was pretty much the entire footprint of downtown Beverly Hills <laughs> was. was a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know, I when you get on San Vicente in Brentwood on the West Side, you go, oh, this totally looks still like the racetrack so the, that you it know, was. The Santa Monica Grand Prix, right, yeah. which ran for I think seven years in the beginning. Beginning of the 20th century, yes. and it ran. Uh, this might be a little insidey for your non-LA people, but if you pull up a map, pull up Google Maps, and pause the show and look, look at a map of where I'm about to describe. The start-finish line was on Ocean Boulevard in Santa Monica. Right. That's on on, on the, the water. water. Yeah, you would go south on Ocean Boulevard. You would turn left on Wilshire, right, and you would drive <laughs> east on Wilshire. Yeah. For in a, a straightaway that was like four miles long. Wow! And then you would turn left onto San Vicente, where it met Wilshire, uh-huh. and you would drive back on San Vicente, the same four miles, but with a couple curves in by it. By the way, I love those turns. A couple bends. Yeah, it's great. It's one. Of, you know, <laughs> right not a lot of good s- roads within LA, but that's. <laughs> but when you come off Wilshire onto San Vicente, those are some nice turns, it's good. right? It's, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know where it's really good on my scooter. <laughs> yeah. lo- it's a great Vespa road. <laughs> you go by Front Runners and then uh, you uh, sneakers, and now, then though. you'd hit Ocean and you turn south on Ocean. Yeah, big high speed bend with a two hundred foot cliff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And that's and that's the track, and it was over eight miles. Oh, my God. And the Santa Monica Grand Prix, the tourism money that that brought in contributed very heavily to Santa Monica not being absorbed into Los Angeles and is one of the big reasons that Santa Monica is it's still its own city with its own utilities, its own government, its own police, its own school system, and and a lot of other towns around it like Venice and Marina del Rey and Mar Vista and whatever are actually city of LA and Santa Monica's not. And that race contributed funds at the exact right moment in history that the city needed them to stay independent. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Very, very cool. The photos of the race from back then are like insane. I know. If you're ever wondering like the Southern California car scene, it's literally in our streets. Yeah, it's, it's baked into it's it. It's yeah. baked into the dirt. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now they've got, they're bringing it back. Now there's a NASCAR no, it makes me race think, you know, in the Coliseum. Not that I'd ever want to do another period movie. Period movies are hard. Just made one from 1963. <laughs> Everything closed. The whole, you have to really... You need a real control. But then you talk set. about that, and then it's like, okay, so now it's the early 1900s. But early 1900s racing in LA, it would be really fun to make it. But how crazy. the hell would you do it? You'd have to make a fake LA. I mean, you'd have yeah. to. Y- that's called Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Vancouver. That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. Wherever the tax harder, credits are. You think it's harder to do. A '60s period piece or a 1910 period 1910. piece? 1910. You think you think the older the harder? Up until you get I to 1800s, so. it's all, it's, and then it's, it's just the it, desert. And, and by hard, by the way, it's not hard. It's expensive. Mm. It's expensive, mm-hmm. and it, it's really fun, but it's expensive. Yeah, that's all. It, and, and you don't really think about it, but um, script-wise, it's the language. Yeah. You have to adapt your language. Your costume department gets really excited. 
<laughs> Your location that, people get really excited. There's that website I, that I love called fun, the Historical but, Emporium. Yeah. And that's where I bought my outfit for the veteran run where mm-hmm. Zach and I raced the, the car from 1902. Yeah. And, uh, man, those period costumes are sweet. That steampunk yeah. shit, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. But boy, that would be I great. To, I mean, yeah, I it would be cool to that. do like a historical fiction based or a story that took place around the Santa Monica Grand Prix. There are a couple of books and they popped up and I thought there was a doc that someone made about there it is, a few years back. There's like a, it's, you know, it's really nerdy and interesting, but it is unwatchably slow and dry. Yeah. yeah. You know. But it, I was fascinated by the wood track. Oh, yeah. The wood track oval was yeah. really interesting. And I keep, whenever I'm in Beverly Hills, I think about it like, God, that was here? Yeah. And smooth. there's a map you can get that overlays right, right. the location of those tracks in the current world. There's there's one, and I can't remember exactly where it is. I want to say it's like, not Lamert Park, but but somewhere where the, the neighborhood streets yeah. are in the layout of an oval track like it's pretty cool actually i'm into it um let me do an ad oh okay do an ad by the way we're at matt ferris uh car storage place do an ad for west side collector car storage (laughs) while you're here (laughs) coming soon to gardena but it's fun i like coming over here you know why because i don't have to bring the equipment i can use your equipment studio it's fantastic We're making, I told you, we're, you know, Matt's helping me with our studio here at Hangar 56, Santa Monica Airport. The only, I'll tell you the only thing I'm starting to get nervous about with that is the show then has to come to that place. Like right now, what I have is a little nuclear suitcase, yeah. right? <laughs> and I can go anywhere and do anything. and Or I can do this. I can come over. And it's really, or you know, when Jerry calls, hey, let's do a show tonight. You know, you're just, it's over to his place. Yeah. And it's portable and it's easy to book. When you have the opposite of that, it's like, hey, here are my times. You all have to come to Santa Monica. There's a lot of complaining. You know, Zuckerman in particular is going to complain a lot. Well, Zach and I did a show at the Coliseum yesterday. That's where we took that photo. And so we brought the video equipment. Yes. Wow. And when we got it, it packs up into a bin. And when we got there, it took me and him about, I want to say, 45 minutes to set up. Oh, that's not bad. It's not terrible. And you could do a stripped-down version. That's you know, not you, bad. You can do a stripped-down version of it. Uh, it's not that bad. You probably just the, – the difference is you would need a helper. That's the main yeah. difference is you well, probably wouldn't want to physically do it yourself. It's just them helpers are expensive. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, it's, it's not – the way that we do it with the phones and Switcher Studio yeah, is yeah. much more portable than, uh, than anything else like in terms that. of video. I yeah. like that. But I also like the idea of having a space that's dedicated like this. That you can, can do both. You can up. do a hybrid. You can do both. Yeah. You can, there's no reason you can't do both. Do, do you your want, ad. Do you want to be my new producer? I got four jobs, my friend. <laughs> Don't need any more. Today's jobs. episode is brought to you by Snap-on Tools Ooh. and makers and fixers of Snap-on. The makers and fixers keep the world moving. You find them in the factories, skies, repair shops, roads, rails, building and maintaining practically everything and anything you can imagine. Makers and fixers are the backbone, of course, of the automotive industry. I know a lot of makers and fixers. Uh, there's a, there's one of our favorite makers and fixers, John Wilhoyt, who works on our Zagato and made and fixed that car and made it beautiful. How about you guys? Matt, do you work? Do you wrench? Do you do any of your own fixing and making? Let me tell you well, something, who's Spike. Your, go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> you did for, wait, this podcast table. 
my friend made that for was me. originally too low. Yes. And then you makered and fixed it by I raising added it risers. up. <laughs> yes. added risers. Yes. See? Even Matt is a maker and And fixer. I changed the tire recently. Ah, that's good. And did it make you love your car more? Yeah, because yeah, I right. no longer had a flat tire. <laughs> How about, uh, well, do you have a story like that? Are you a maker and fixer? Uh, go to makersandfixers.com slash spike911 uh, slash spikescarradio and check out the makers and fixers on Instagram, makersandfixers.com uh, slash spikescarradio. Go check it out and leave your story there. They're interested in promoting you and talking about you. Check it out. All right. Well, I have a lot of vehicles to talk about. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, you saw that I have the new Saunders Metacycle. I saw the photo of it. It looks so cool. It's cool, right? So cool. <laughs> it's very provocative, and it's one of those things that, look, first of all, anything that is wholly electric must be provocative, in my opinion. It right. must be different. It can't look normal. I, I think where Livewire drops the ball a little bit is they made something that looks too much like a normal motorcycle. So, Sondors. You, did you ride the Livewire? I did, and I liked it. I enjoy the yeah, Livewire I a liked lot. it, too, but I thought it looked too conventional. This Metacycle yeah. is a, of a whole different idea. It's just a whole different world. And um, you can't probably can't tell by the pictures, but it's smaller. And, and when uh, It looks like <clears throat> kind of dirt bike-sized. Yeah, we have we have that Saran electric dirt bike in the garage. It's bigger and more substantial and definitely something you would feel more comfortable on the road. But what I believe they've got it uh, designed it for and marketing towards is to folks who already have an electric bike mm -hmm. and want to upgrade – but not upgrade to something that's really a substantial motorcycle. That it, this is a stepping stone kind of idea. So right? does how fast sense? does it go? Um, it's got two modes. And I, I, they just dropped it yesterday. Like the last time I was on this, it was the prototype. It was a completely different animal. This one, you know, the prototype had no seat. It was kind of a hard piece right. of leather that went up your butt crack. This is wider and definitely more comfortable. Um, it has a top speed in its normal mode of 60. Oh. If you put it in the sport mode, it's 80. Um, I dropped, I've ridden it once. I dropped it into sport mode. I would guess we're talking zero to 60 and just uh, somewhere middle fives is what it felt like. Quick enough. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, I keep thinking about what they said is stepping stone from an electric bike to a motorcycle. That's what it feels like. You get on this and it feels familiar but more substantial mm -hmm. and faster, but not as scary as, say, getting on a Ducati all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. Do you know well, I mean, I saying? ride a Vespa around L.A., yeah, yeah. so I imagine it's probably a, a similar experience to yeah. that. Yeah, and it's quiet. My Vespa's like 26 horsepower, so it's probably something like that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, what I don't, Did I don't, he say what the predicted range is, um, if, you're, if you're reasonable with it? I think it's about... 80 miles? If I you can get 80 miles out of that, would be fantastic. Heard... Oh, wait. Uh, here it is. Real world range of 60 with up to 80 miles under ideal conditions. I mean, that's for commuting. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I think their market is urban or yeah, in a town yeah, for sure. where commuters, on average, I guess, commute 16 miles every yeah, day. Yeah. So if you're that guy and you have a place to plug this thing in. And the plug is this. <clears throat> I wouldn't have known what this charger is, but the Suron has it. So there's kind of the basic electric bike charger. Then mm -hmm. there's this new kind of uh, charger that looks like that, but not 
a, a car charger or Tesla charger. It's just you plug it into the wall and then you plug it into My the bike. My electric bike has a, a, a charger that's actually like an XLR cable, like a microphone cable yeah. almost. Three three little prongs. <clears throat> right. And it's about an inch. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. it. The, the, the transformer, whatever it is, yeah. is about this size right yeah. here. Well, that's cool. <clears throat> I the really, frame is cast aluminum. I really want to ride it. What is it? Hand weigh? operate. You have the, uh, 300 pounds. Well, it's a little heavy, but not terrible. It's It doesn't feel that way, but uh-huh. it has a reverse gear. Oh, that's <clears> funky. So, you know, for me, you, you know, you've seen my little garage at home. Mm. I have to kind of back up a little hill. It just it zips out very slowly. Um, cool. It's got a little basket on where your gas tank would be. It's got a little uh, whole container there where you can put your iPhone in. It's got wireless charging right there. Pretty cool. Which is neat. You can drop the battery out. And charge it, so you'd buy an extra battery, charge mm, swap, one. Hot swap, <clears throat> hot swap a battery. Hot swap it. Is there, I mean, it's since it's brand new, what I would look for for that is a little cargo box on the back that could hold, like, groceries. By far, far and away, and I ride a lot of motorcycles, both my own and press bikes, and I also have an electric bike that goes really fast. The biggest deal for me in actually making a motorcycle useful yes. is that cargo box on the back of my Vespa that lets me get groceries or... That we're looking at it right now on the phone there. There's not a spot for it, yeah. but I'm sure Storm has Storm a plan Storm will for have it. To, have to build a bracket. Or that will go on the back. Yeah, like, I'm sure there will have to be because every time he sends us, uh, he sends me a lot of his electric bikes over because we're constantly on electric bikes in my family. Constantly, I mean, all the time. We're up in the mountains. We're at farmers market. We drive to the beach, which isn't really close to the house. These, yeah, you're not that close to the these beach. These electric bikes have transformed our experience in the neighborhood, and it's really fun. And this, you mm. know, Sondor's delivers this affordable electric platform in a variety of platforms, and and this is just the newest stuff. So I took to get to the beach from your house. Do you go down by Riviera Country Club okay, and then so down we, the canyon? We get that on way? the electric bikes. You know, you go for a bike ride in your neighborhood. It used to mean you go for a bike ride in your neighborhood. The electric bike allows you to expand that circle mm-hmm. by about 10 miles. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, we jammed down San Vicente, and suddenly we're on a bridge crossing PCH, and then we're on the boardwalk. Oh, you go and, over that bridge. Oh, yeah, okay, you go yeah. by Ocean, which we yeah, were just yeah. talking about. Relive the— uh, you, uh, you lap the Santa Monica Grand Prix Santa, circuit. You, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and it— it's a transformative moment for you when you're in a city like L.A. and and suddenly a minute later you're on a bike and on the beach. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. And then you can be back in the space of an hour. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. You just have to not, I'd love to try that thing. Not Storm, get send it over when Spike's done with it. I'd he's, love to. Uh, I know he dropped one off for Leno. Um, he's got this one off over here. And I'm sure he'd be happy to let you ride it. Yeah, I'd love just to. Come yeah, by let, the me, house. let me borrow it for a week or two. I'd like to play with it. <clears throat> I have. A, I, I did have take a, it. I did take it out yesterday, and we jammed. Um, 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 uh, it was fun. My son was on his Suron again. We kind of live in a neighborhood that no one's really paying attention to. So, yeah, yeah. And, and the Suron already is on the edge of being illegal, right? Uh, in in its uh, riding mode, it goes twenty five miles an hour or twenty, and it's and it's considered an electric bike. Right. You press a button, now yeah. it's an electric motorcycle, and there's a twelve year old on yeah, it, so yeah. you can see the problem. Well, so. I, my vintage electric bike, when you put the 
the red key in, yeah. it goes from 24 to 40 miles an hour, and it is yeah. a bicycle, and yeah. it flies. Yes. And so I, I commute to work on it regularly. But aren't you fascinated by this gray area? It's hilarious. It's hilarious it's to hilarious. watch, right? Yeah, so yeah. my son uh, does not, at least as far as I know, do dangerous shit on it. And I, As far I, as you know. Well, I don't let him ride by himself. Oh, I say, okay. you can ride with me. You're on the street. I want to make sure you're being respectful. And then we go up to the mountains and off-road. He, he's pretty good. He can do whatever he wants as long as he has his gear on. But I'm always kind of watching. There are bands of kids now on the west side riding wheelies up the middle of yeah. the street because the Suron is very wheelie-friendly. This is the and Brentwood 12 o'clock boys? No, it's not Brentwood. It's Palisades and Malibu uh, mostly where you're seeing this. <laughs> Malibu's most wanted. Oh, man. No, no. They're in the parking lot where we're at Bill's where we were having the car oh, shows. Yeah, they're yeah. Now, I mean, the worst place That's where hilarious. tourist the, drivers are backing post-apocalyptic up. Post-apocalyptic Bill's. Yeah, they're doing 20 <laughs> miles an hour wheelies uh, between cars and you're like guys um, Malibu is now Baltimore <laughs> but you know usually what I do to ground the Suron to legality right because yeah. there are police in the neighborhood is I ride my pedal Sondor's excess uh-huh. right so the, if if there is a, a peace officer there looking he'll go yeah. there's oh it's an electric bike that other one must even though it has pegs yeah. must be an electric bike yesterday he goes, let's go for a ride. I go, okay, but now I'm on a motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm communicating a different idea, yeah. and I got a helmet and a license plate, and you don't. And he just looked at me cross-eyed. I go, all right, let's do it. And and we rode, and it was really You know, it was interesting really thing fun. about that motorcycle, really I bet you could just take the plate off it, you know, and ride it as if it was a bike, and I bet you no one would say anything. Except for the police. No, they would. You think think so? You think it looks sufficiently motorcycle? I I think like anything new, and you've had this experience, certainly, you have this grace period of a a peace officer pulling you over going, hey, what is that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, but once they go, oh, you're riding a motorcycle that's not registered, then you're potentially in trouble. Sure. You're potentially in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I always say, any bureaucratic system, no matter what it is, depends on the mood of the individual (laughs) with which you are dealing in that very moment. Um. The other vehicle I've just got out of was the 2023 Volvo XC90. Oh. Um, recharge. How good is that interior? Drive, Delightful interior. Bright edition. Did you drive it? I've driven XC90s before. The interiors are amazing. They're this great. is the plug-in hybrid. Yeah. So it's a quick little, I think, inline four. It's is a, that it's a tw- I believe it's a twin-charged, right? Turbo and supercharged four-cylinder right. with a mild hybrid. Yeah. yeah. 30 miles, all electric, and uh, three rows, and you're from the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. It just it, It's that kind of preppy guy. It is a waspy vehicle. It's a waspy, preppy, mm-hmm. nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove it over to see Signy when he was uh, at the airport. He loved it. I loved it. And it, it really, I found, you know, it's one of those cars where I found I'm gonna, I'm driving this more than I thought I was going to drive. Yeah. And it's kind of boring, and it, that's kind of nice. Yeah, and, dynamically, and, there's nothing to it. It's dull to yeah. drive, but it's a beautiful space. It's a great living room to take it with is. you yeah. for less money than a Range Rover. And it's, again, speaking of stepping stone electrics, if you're the type of person who's not ready to make that full commitment to an electric car, here's something you can charge up. Get thirty to forty miles all electric, um, and then it then you got plenty of gas and plenty yeah. of power with that. Can also charge itself. It can. Yeah, yeah, which it does is nice. a pretty good job of that. I'm a huge proponent of these these types of hybrids where 
in your your inefficient driving, you can put it in electric in the city mm-hmm. and drive emissions and gas free. And then your highway driving, you want to go on a road trip or you right. need more than everyday errands mileage. You you have that unlimited range. You're, you've got a smaller battery pack, so we're using less of the rare earth metals. It's not mm-hmm. as, as bad for the environment when it comes to mining and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Toyota, um, which is very pro-hybrid versus pure EV, you know, they said for for the amount of minerals that go into a Rivian or a, a Model X or a Ford Lightning, we can build like 30 Priuses, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so that small battery pack is very useful, especially when paired with a small, efficient engine that can help with your highway momentum and that can also be used as a generator to charge, to charge itself. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah. agreed. Um, the electric is a little slow. Usually which, is. You yeah. know, it's not usually. I mean, electric generally is not. It's well, usually but, quick. The, yeah, but that horsepower is a function generally of the size of the battery pack. Right, so right. a small battery pack in terms of a hybrid, saying, yeah. yeah. Porsche is decent. The Porsche, uh, the, the Cayenne, the, the 918, yeah. and, and the Panamera hybrids, mm-hmm. they put a little more power down. They have to, yeah. Yeah, because it's Porsche, right? But Volvo, you know, that's an efficiency yeah. thing. So. It is, but it's noticeable, and it yeah. feels a little like, you know, hey, I need if I'm going to drive this thing on electric, I need a little more juice right mm-hmm. there. One of you know, and while you know, I didn't dislike this car in any way. I really liked it, and I could, I would definitely drive it as kind of a daily or hand it off to Erica to drive because um, I found it very useful. There were uh, the the most little annoying thing I had with it, and it's a small thing, but for me, a big thing is you couldn't change drive modes without two or three taps on the screen. Mm. Like Volvo used to have right here a drive mode roller. Right, it's scrolling, right. Now it's on screen. Mm. And it's uh, three or four taps. And and usually I'm switching drive modes while I'm driving and now I'm looking down and that that was a little problematic. Yeah, you kinda you want the drive mode selector to be surface level. Right. My Ford you have to open one menu on the screen and then you have a choice of three buttons. Right. And even that, you know, I kinda wish that was home screen. But but it's I it's get it. It's got to be on the steering wheel. Look, you that don't you don't too. want us looking down. You've got four modes. You're trying to learn four or five modes. It's pure. It's hybrid. It's, it, it, try to keep them simple. Try to give us a quick place to kind of switch yeah. in and out of them because that's what we like to do. If you're used to Porsche controls, yeah. everything else seems kind of sucky. Right. But where I found myself excited, Volvo, is the way your car drove on electric. The quiet again, like the quiet cabin. Quiet cabin, the ride, the yeah. comfort ride it was very promising for Volvo Electric. I, I got excited about that. They build a really nice car. Yeah, I've got the XC60 recharge coming in a couple weeks, which I'm yeah. excited right, right. excited to try. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, I wanted to check in. I'm, about a million people sent me because I talk about chatbot GBT. Mm-hmm. All the time, and uh, what it's going to end up replacing, who it's going to end up replacing. Low, low wage rebloggers first. I was thinking it might be replacing a majority of car journalists. Well, and a car and automotive writing. It, it, uh, that's what I mean by like low wage rebloggers. Like there's right. so many of those websites that just scrape other bigger outlets and make stories out of their stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and. Chat GPT will probably be able to replace a lot of those people. I don't think it will replace 
the high-end journalism in the same way that the Apple Watch didn't kill Rolex and Patek. It killed Michael Kors. Right. You know what I mean? No. The Apple Watch killed the mall watch. Right. It killed the- Oh, eight- Michael Kors, K-O-R-S. K-O-R-S. Yeah. Not I beer. I thought we were talking about Kors beer. No, Kors beer is alive and well. <laughs> uh, but, but no, no, like it, uh, the Apple Watch killed the mall watch, yes. right? Yes. It didn't kill Rolex or Patek no. or AP. Not yet. And so that's, I see the same thing is where chat GPT and other AI-based you know, learning systems will not be able to replace the real deal journalism, you know, but they can replace these sort of rebloggers that write, you know, a hundred words about a story someone else already did. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So mu- I, I would guess it's going to start with airline magazines first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no one will even notice. Yeah. But the majority of writing that we see on a daily basis is shit writing yeah. that, that could easily be replaced. Yeah, and there's know? so many stories like, you know, I, I am guilty of it, not writing it, but I use like Apple News, you right. know, on my phone. And it's like so many stories of like these four people on Twitter say this thing. Like right. people right. on people on Twitter are saying this about Prince Harry. And so like, you suspect that's all AI writing? No, but if it's not now, it's it will be. That that that's the kind of thing that will be replaced by it. Right. You know, easily. Yeah. Do you hey, ever do you ever take a look at Yahoo's page on a daily basis? No. I do. <laughs> Why? What's what's <clears throat> happening over I at Yahoo? I am embarrassed to say this, but I am always trying to be honest with my audience. I have a Yahoo email address. And so does my wife, actually. The reason I do is because there's so much history and back and forth, uh, not just about the entertainment business, but, you know, Jerry and I are talking cars back to the late 90s almost. Huh. And I don't want to leave that because it's a fun archive to go, hey, mm-hmm. he'll send me a car every once in a while. I'll go, hey, look, in 2001, oh, so you're just, you're, yeah, you're you sent me the same one, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you didn't buy it then. You're not going to buy it now. That's funny. So there's I, probably a good. There could be a coffee table book in that in your emails from the oh, '90s about it is epic. Cars. <laughs> it is epic. And then the text thread that Zuckerman and Jerry and I have has been going on for over ten years with pictures and everything. And we've we film a lot. I I, I iPhone film a lot of uh, Jerry and Paul and I and our friends driving. I'm sure you. I have stuff and I save it. So somewhere there'll be a doc later on that no one will care about. But um. I'm always on the front page of Yahoo, and here's what I've noticed. Elizabeth Hurley is taking bathing suit pictures a lot, <laughs> and Yahoo is constantly selling the idea of, of women over 50 uh, taking uh, cheesy uh, nudie photos of themselves. I don't know why. Does that mean that's who wonder they- wonder if it correlates to their user base. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make people over 50 I know, feel I'm getting really good about that, themselves. Yeah. Am I an old woman? Is that what you I could, am? You am could I? be. Because it's, it's every day, it's Paulina Portskova so decided funny. to celebrate Arbor Day naked and take pictures. <laughs> or Elizabeth Hurley is celebrating hmm. I don't the Ides of March what with an another bikini interesting photo. Interesting trend. I I don't look Am at I the, the only person who notices this? This is You're the, the only of, person of watch who the, looks the front page the, of Yahoo. This stuff that my wife is always telling me to shut up I'm trying to watch TV in the house. That's hilarious. This is what happens. Yahoo's literally across the street from me and I never look at their website. <laughs> their build their office is right there. Anyway, as we spoke about chat GBT uh 
chatbot, GBT, whatever the hell it is. Someone said, have you seen the uh, the Twitch TV show Watch Me Forever, which is, I guess, a feed that has a Watch Me Forever AI-generated Seinfeld episode going nonstop that you can watch. It will be going it's on indefinite. in perpetuity. It's, it's indefinite. It's an indefinite Seinfeld and I have, episode. You can tune into it anytime you want. <laughs> uh, the did channel's watch, called Watch Me did Forever. Did you watch some of it? We're going to play some right now. How about... Oh, you can listen to how how great AI they comedy mimic writing the is. voices, or is it is it? They uh, have different, different voices, voices playing okay. the character. Look, okay. here it is, right here, and then you can see people commenting on it. Wow, that's I, fucking I, I crazy. went on it yesterday. It, the commenting is so fast. Uh, uh, Was can, it funny? We're gonna listen to it. Here, you decide. Okay. Restaurant opening up in town. You know, I love sushi. That's Jerry. Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> My girlfriend is wanting to try it out, so maybe we should go together and see if it's any good. That's Jerry. That's George. That sounds like a plan. That's that's Elaine. I'm in too. <laughs> this is Jerry's Anyone apartment. Anyone up for karaoke afterwards? We could hit two birds with one stone dinner and entertainment oh in one God. night. Okay, so the answer is no. It's Who not knows? funny. Might even be a karaoke contest going on with big prizes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is like laugh track. <laughs> Just like randomly put in laugh tracks. You know I'm in. Okay, so not good. As long as there's ice cream. I I don't know. I I'm starting to enjoy the show. <laughs> I keep checking in with it once a day because it it makes really fun non sequitur weird comments at times, mm-hmm. and then the laugh track comes in and is so out of sync it can be funny, but in the worst way. Look, but, they even have an established right I, there. I, I did see oh, look, the wait, established. Wait, wait, Jerry, stand up. Oh, stand Jerry, up. Stand up. Hold on. People always get up so early on the weekends. It's like. Come on, you had all week to be awake. And why is it that whenever I'm in my car and the light turns green, the person in front of me always takes their sweet time to accelerate? I mean, did I miss the memo that said all of a sudden green meant go as slow as physically possible? Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, so, so that look. A so Jerry's joke. watching it for new ideas is what you're saying. <laughs> for bits. <sighs> it's not great. It's not great yet. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not great yet, yet but yeah. what comedy will be the hardest I'm sure, thing. I'm I sure think. Larry David is real concerned about. Do you know what one of the rules of comedy is, even though there are no rules, but one of the things I've learned about it is. Be funny. <laughs> that's always be entertaining. Yes. Always be funny. No. There's really sometimes no logic or explanation why words or things are funny. They mm-hmm. just are funny. And that sometimes your only talent in this business is just going, no, no, just say that the way you said it. Yeah. And, and who, who really knows why? Yeah, and Jer- when Jerry does stand up, and I've seen him perform a bunch of times, you know, and he has just those like lists of like random kind of words that are really funny together. Yes. I don't know how to describe how, how would you describe that segment of comedy? What do you mean? It's like. <sighs> It's just fun wordplay, I guess, is the only way to do it. Like, it doesn't... Well, they're you know talking about... Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying, but, it, I mean, actually, words themselves are funny. Right. Like, one of the funniest words that if you want to track in comedy is the word pants. Pants always has been getting laughs pre-Groucho Marx hmm. through Letterman right up till now. You can say, uh, you know, I'm nude from the waist down. I lost my pants. It... It, for some reason, makes people smile and chuckle. And there are mm. many words like that. And if you're a, a stand-up, and Jerry's really good at this when you're writing, he'll go, no, no, that's the word you mm-hmm. want. You'll get a word on on that. We we were writing, and, and 
I think we had a line that was leading to the word derivative. Mm-hmm. And Jerry said, never in the history of comedy has the word derivative got a laugh. And I said, I think it will. In this and, it, and, and it did. It mm-hmm. worked. And he said, that is the first <laughs> It's not a funny word. The word derivative yeah. was used to get a laugh. Because and, a lot of, well, a lot of people don't really understand the meaning of the word, like how it's used, and, and yeah, it doesn't even. It's not ma- a particularly funny word on its own. It can be. It's a very mysterious process. It's sometimes. a word that like stops you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can try to calibrate all of it and write what you think is funny, and I think where you're successful is more often than not you guess right mm-hmm. <laughs> with your writing. But until you hear things in front of an audience, you never really know. You yeah. never really know what's going to work, and you're always surprised like that. That's getting a laugh. Yeah, but it's not surprising that a computer is particularly bad at it. No, you like you know you can't. That that seems like the 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 very last skill that you could make a computer be it is, is funny. But I in the last three weeks have been entering a lot of things that I'm developing and working on in there. Going, uh-huh. hey, write me a synopsis about this. Write me a t- sitcom synopsis about that. And, and here are the variables. Out anything usable? And it spits out the perfect, like if you wanted to create an AI network development executive, yeah, yeah, you yeah, immediately yeah. go, oh, the development executive could be replaced by AI because that's the same shit they're saying and they're 250 grand a year. But, you know, there was one last week where I'm working on this thing with these guys and it spit out a line. I said, boy, I hadn't really like, – the rest of it was shit. But I was like, that point of view is actually useful to me. Okay. And I uh, took it to the table and and we worked and it, it actually gave us something. Oh, all right. So it, it was a useful kind of feedback – thing that you can then make your own, which all yeah. writing is kind of that anyways, right? When I just you, What you just said about replacing a network executive got me thinking about every network meeting I've ever been in about a car show, and whatever I give them, they give me back the same exact thing, which is, don't you like have some friends and you guys could have like a crew and you'd like find <laughs> barn finds or like buy and flip cars or like fix, and they all say exactly the same thing. So if you put in, hey, pitch me a network car show, it's to chat GPT, you would probably get that exact thing. Let's do it. Like we'll- four guys from middle America have a shop. They're always almost running out of money, but they find I'll cars, do it today. fix them, and uh, and flip them. Yeah. Spike, Matt Farah, Johnny, Zuckerman, and Jerry. Go ahead. Add it in. Send me your best uh, chat GPTs, and we'll what read them would, on the show. What would our shop be called, and what would we what would we do with that shop? Yeah, What's just give chat, it a few variables. Chat GPT pitch, just pitch make, meeting. Just make sure you put in, and Johnny Lieberman, who has beard lice. <laughs> um, roses are red, violets are blue. Our friends at Manscaped have a gift for you. Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. You heard Johnny get his gift last week. The leader in grooming and revolutionizing men's hygiene game once again with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel with 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers, full of extra add-ons. Oh boy, they know about this stuff. I have that draw. I looked at it this morning. What are all these pieces? With this kit, it's never been easier to sculpt your precise look at any length to make sure you're looking extra lovely this Valentine's Day by using the Beard Hedger. And even better, save 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using Spike20. Manscaped.com, Spike20, the Hedger. 
is an electric beard hair trimmer, a premium beard sculpting machine. And Manscaped and Valentine's Day are the perfect pair. And so is the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You can ask Johnny all about it. When he comes back from Bahrain, we'll ask him about it. He'll need some beard help. Um, in the kit, beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny phrase. Beard bomb is a, a beard funny bomb phrase. Exploded. Ointment has always been a funny word for a while, but yeah. beard bomb, yeah. See, anytime I go beard bomb, that would make uh, my friend Jerry laugh. Um, anyway, check it out. It's cool. I'm sure uh, your boyfriend or husband might have a beard. This is the perfect thing for them. They really will like it. Johnny really did enjoy it. You get 20% off free shipping with the code Spike20 at Manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping Manscaped.com. Use Spike code. Spike 20. Spice up your Valentine's Day. We love you, Manscaped. There, there you go. Place. Manscaped. All right. Um, let's do some questions, and then yeah. we're going to get you out of here. No, I got 20 to 25 minutes. Okay. All right. Lit Show, what are your plans? What events should be attended? You know, Low End Garage Chicago, thank you for reminding me. The pandemic started essentially with the last Lit Show. <laughs> do you remember? It was like February, yeah. March 2020. I, went, I definitely did go, in fact. I went too with Zuckerman. Yeah. I remember being in the restaurant outside the Porsche Lit Show at the airport, uh, which is a uh, collectible memor- memorabilia, some parts, and the Porsche brethren from around the world all collect here in LA. And I remember us getting eggs, and uh, we, were ta- we saw Patrick Long, we saw uh, Rod Emery, and we were all laughing about this stupid virus that, no, uh, can you believe it? And Zuckerman, look, there were some tourists over at the buffet coughing into the buffet. We go, ah, I'm sure he has that stupid virus. And then we went in to this small basement with no air conditioning with tons of people and we had a great time and I left going see it's all a load of shit there is no COVID I was a COVID denier at that point yeah. right I'd been scared too much by the news programs and nothing ever happened why would this happen well I was wrong anyway I have not been back since so yeah. what are my plans I, I don't know when will, is will it? you go to that it's always at the end of February the beginning of March there's a bunch of events at Southern California car Porsche people, like you know, everybody's. Uh, the last time I went, I was it, I was told it was going to be the greatest thing ever, and it was then that that yeah. was it. And and like, it if you really need something for like a restoration, or if you're really into brochures and books and stuff like that, it's great. But I found myself a little disappointed by what was actually there. I, I didn't see anything I wanted, so I probably will not go. But. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. If you're into that stuff, knock yourself out. If I also, you are I've Porsche. been at Pomona Swap Meet a couple no, times. No, no, no. You like... cannot even compare those two things. You cannot even compare those. I like the Pomona Swap Meet. It's cool. A lot I mean, of it basically, if the Pomona Swap Meet had a Porsche section, Look, it would be the lit show. Here's the deal, Matt. And maybe you're just not there in your Porsche insanity. But they, these guys come in from all corners of Europe with crates of things you didn't know existed, from miniature die cast of, of cars that you didn't know. Why would they ever make that to, like, racing photography? Like, guys who have – I'm sure there's a guy with a bin of black and white racing photography from racing here in L.A. Probably, but yeah. You can find or connect with people who have access to unobtainium parts. You can get – the greatest Porsche posters, the guys are, who you go to their sites are all there, and you can buy it and take it home there. There's always a uh, – you know what I buy there a lot? Original key fobs. 
Oh, you'll yeah, you'll find cool. an original year uh, OEM <clears throat> key fob. This came with a fifty-eight. No, this when came, I when I went, cool. I did buy something. I yeah. bought the 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 toolkit for yeah. my nineteen eighty-seven Safari car because yeah. the car didn't there come with one, right, and, I, right. and I bought one. Right, and I actually had um, one of the uh, upholstery shops do, do make the tool roll with my bus fabric. And right, it was actually right. pretty cool, but like. I don't have that car anymore. Yeah. I don't have an old Porsche, like so. I don't need anything. It's still super. Right fun. now, Donnie is in re- as at Retromobile in Paris, right, with a list of shit for my Lamborghini. It's hilarious. <laughs> have you been to Retromobile? I think I'd like to go at some no, point. I'd like to go. The pictures seem incredible. So, there are also I should mention a lot of guys with bad breath and cargo <laughs> shorts. So if you're up for that. The masks weren't the worst thing for the. I never. And, and by the way, a lot of vintage watches, a lot of vintage Hoyers and vintage Rolex mm-hmm, pop up there. Mm-hmm. It's like if you got some money in your pocket and you need to release it into the world, this is a good place to mm-hmm. do it. And 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 I have a good time every year when I go. Will I go? I I don't know that I will go. I still am on this no COVID roll. And look, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. I'm in the gym three or four times a week without a mask. I'm in the supermarkets. I am doing my. You got to start going to like concerts or something where people are really Ooh. oh you know you need a, <laughs> a <big. laughs> well the last time it was you had it and you were concerting into my face yeah, and i you didn't, didn't get it i know it's amazing so i tried um all right let's see let's see what we have here for you um hmm how would that be? Would you? Would Matt ever own a 911? I think, of course, he did he, own a 911. He did own one. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> weird question. That's a weird question. Did you hear that? What a weird question. A lot. You know what's a weird one that I get a lot is people ask me this or that. You know, would I choose this or that when I actually own one of the choices already? <laughs> 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 would you would you choose a a seven one eight spider or a or a nine eleven GT three? Well, I bought a seven one eight spider, yes, so yes, think I've solved that one. Pickard Ryan says, "What's happening to Malibu car culture now?" Uh, earlier this week, you know, we're we're not there while Bill is between shops, but I I'm driving there every weekend, and I'm just not I've, talking about it a lot. I've driven to Malibu at least once a week. Yeah, the drives are yeah. still happening here, but and the see. other like cars, the official Malibu Cars and Coffee that happens at Bluff Creek Park, like that's still going on. There's this other group that was at uh, Zuma, and they're now at that place. Um, what's it called Aviator Nation across from yeah. the pier. I went to a Cars and Coffee la- a couple weeks ago that they had. Like there's still um, Supercar Sunday on the other side yeah, of the hill. Insane. Like. There's still stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, these folks aren't here. They're just looking at Instagram and going oh. and, and perceiving it the wrong way. But, you know, the city of Malibu put out a statement on their Instagram. Apparently, there was a Zuma Cars and Coffee event. There was another, again, no That's, permits, and yeah. people are showing up. They, it's, it, they seem to continue to declare war on car folks so for I, no I reason. I was at that Zuma one, yeah. and it was hilarious Why? because they – they they chose a parking lot that held maybe 30 cars and then they invited 100 people yes and so it was a complete shit show yeah yeah and it caused traffic on PCH yes and then also people were like driving with no plates yep you know there's a bunch of people with phones so as people are pulling out of the lot they're like ripping first gear and the cop is like right there they they wrote like 50 tickets That's great. and it was just like 
the most obvious stuff that was so easily who avoidable. Who organized it? Who organized it? Uh, I, I don't want to say the person uh, who specifically who did it, but it's it, he, he, he was a, a fixture in the Malibu community. You'd know him if you saw him. Which community? <laughs> not not the Bills community. Not the Bills community. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, drives a drives a, a Ferrari eight twelve ah. red. Oh, okay. Um, well, that says a lot right yeah. there. But um, anyway, it it was there were nice people there. They had actually very good breakfast burritos at that place. Ah. But it it was a predictable shit show that the cops were all over in two seconds if you stepped out of line. So I'm not yeah. surprised. Yes. Well. I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't. Like I, when I go to the Country Mart now, they've got no business there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's the winter. It's amazing how much money we brought into that place. Yeah. But um, the idea that you're going to shut down car culture in Malibu really makes me laugh. It is nonstop. We, yeah. we were driving there last weekend, and it's just everything is out there, still having fun, up in the canyons. I mean, we, we just opened the show talking about the fact that there were racetracks in yeah, Beverly yeah. Hills. I mean, it's, it, it is, this city is car culture. That There's... picture that you got from Bill, I know oh, that photograph. Awesome. I saw it on Instagram before, you know, I saw yeah. it at Bill's. Of the Pacific Coast Highway opening with all the cars waiting, Model Ts yeah. waiting to do that first drive. Mm-hmm. That's that's the history you're dealing with there. Yeah. That's never stopping. Yeah, never good, stopping. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> you know, and in my experience, it's not the. Uh, even though there are a lot of idiots like shutting down L.A. intersections right now. Yeah, these, I mean, I don't know what those are. That the takeovers, the takeovers. But that is somehow they're conflating that we're part of that group, yeah, and no, we're not. It's definitely not. Um. Okay. Let's see. A lot of these are about making money, which I <laughs> don't. A lot of these are about making money. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, Teddy Stern. Is is there any way to make money buying and selling collectible cars in twenty twenty three? No. There's not. No. All car dealers are out of business. They're out of business. No, one, no one's making any this. money. You know what? Someone emailed me the other day. They go, I really like looking at cars online. Yep. How do I make money doing that? Ah. And I was like, "Are you? is this a real question? <laughs> is this a real question? <laughs> like, not, not buying and selling them, not brokering them, not looking at them. There was a good- <laughs> Someone's uh, going to pay you for that. I'm trying to find this question. There was a good- and I, I, I don't I, I remember the question. I just want to give the even though I hate the contrivance, it was a uh, fuck, marry or kill. Oh, oh, here it is. And it, which I think is really stupid, by the way, John VR nine six three. But it it hurt my head to think about it. Fuck, marry or kill. Which, mm. again, I'm going to tell you, listeners, I don't like this game. I think it's dumb. I don't like saying half of those words. All of them, as a matter Especially of fact. Especially marry. I think you. all three of them I don't like saying. But <laughs> fuck, marry, kill, Tesla, yeah. Rivian, and Lucid. Tough one. Not for you, but for me. Go ahead. Can I I uh, can guess yours. Okay. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Kill, Tesla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> marry, Rivian. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Lucid. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But okay. also, that for me, that's pretty predictable. I can't. I can't. Uh, kill any of those guys. <laughs> I like them all. I really like them all for different reasons. Yep. And I, you know, Johnny had that new Rivian SUV. And just when I was thinking, eh, that that's thing's not right for me, the SUV was like it felt. It Do felt you drive right. it? I haven't driven yeah. the Lucid yet. Um, oh, you haven't driven Lucid yet? No. Lucid drives nice. Yeah. The Lucid's it, a very nice car. It, 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 someone in my neighborhood has one, and I was behind it, and I was like, God, that's real nice. 
guys. And we all, you know, we, you know, my the styling is cool, man. If like, if that, if someone said that was the new Citroen DS, mm-hmm. you'd go, yeah, of course, that's exactly what you have there. It's neat. But yeah, I would uh, just uh, fuck all three of them. How about that? <laughs> Menage a trois. For you. For you. Uh, GR Corolla or Civic R? I keep hearing this question. Which would you choose, um, Matt I, I personally prefer the GR Corolla if it's the circuit edition. Um, it has, uh, I, I think, the ride quality is a little better. The Civic's a little stiff for me. Uh, it's also a little smaller, which I find to be a desirable trait in cars like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Civic has excellent inputs, the steering, the shifter, the clutch. They're all great. Um to me, the, the Corolla feels a little bit more special while also being a little bit uh, gentler on my body when I drive it around the city. Um, the Civic seats, if you sit in them for five minutes, you go, these are the best seats ever. If you sit in them for three hours, you realize there's no adjustable <laughs> lumbar and there's very little center of back support. Right. Um, so uh, the Civic does a lot of things really well, and it's a really fast and fun car with, with great inputs, but the Corolla is the one for me, specifically the Circuit Edition, which is the, the middle of your three choices. Mm-hmm. Dan O'Keefe, why does Porsche spend so much marketing money on cars like the Sport Classic and the Dakar that sell out instantly? Because it's part of an overall branding strategy. To it's sell. not just about selling that specific car. Correct. Yeah. Anybody, uh, and lots of folks will do this, and I'm guilty of it in the past too, I will look at something that I cannot afford and dream about it and then buy the thing that I can't afford that they sell. Right. <laughs> so and, and get me yeah. get me a Macan because I love that sport classic so I can at least have those dials, yeah. those instruments. And, uh, and, and it, with the, the question specifically like Dakar, yeah, like s- sending people to Morocco and building a hotel at the base of a dune is, you know, a whole, that's crazy. Sport classic was... Was a pretty basic press launch. They flew some people to Germany to to just drive the cars around Stuttgart. Um, so it wasn't that they spent. It wasn't that extravagant for the Sport Classic. It was very extravagant for the Dakar. Mm-hmm. But think of the but the content that comes out of the Dakar, the photography, the videography, and the overall branding that comes out of that as as Porsche being a car you can use in all scenarios and all weather. You know the image of the 911 as being very tough. Um, is is worth the the marketing value there? Bitter Car Guy did the Sport Classic with the uh, the two hundred and fifty over sticker really sell? It did. It did. As far not as not necessarily, know. you know, there was probably a little negotiation happening there, but it did sell. Yeah, we, you know, I I, I saw the photo of it sold on Twitter, so you know, a grain of salt with that. Who knows if that's real or not? But it, it, apparently, it did. Do you? I mean, think but the look, per- there are people in this world for whom money does not matter. Right. This guy's asking, would he flip it for a profit? No, no you're not. This gonna, is that's just not a somebody. Flip. Look, this car is very desirable right now and impossible to get, and. There's a guy, you know, if you're staring down the last seven, ten years of your life, yeah. you got money, right? What, what does Who that matter? Shit, go get a, go get the car you want to drive and drive it and enjoy it. Um, and and I think he'll he'll be okay. I think that car 
uh, over the long term, next five, ten years, he'll be fine. If you look, if you think of that car like an, the new 911R, it potentially can even go up from there. Zach went on the launch for that car in Germany mm-hmm. and drove it for two days. And he also drove the 911 GTS rear-wheel drive with a stick with me. And he said, from a purely driving perspective, there is not that much difference between those two cars. <laughs> so you've got collectability, you've got rarity, you've got investment potential. But every day, you're talking about you know rear-wheel drive, turbocharged power plant, the manual gearbox, mm-hmm. dynamically, except at the very end of that pedal travel, not much real difference between the experience of driving those two cars. Except it doesn't say sport class. <laughs> it doesn't have the interior sure. based on Jerry 356, and that it's not. You can tell yourself that, Matt, but forget I, I it. I didn't, Zach's the one who drove it. I haven't driven it. I'm sure it's, it's lovely. He said it was not great. not even close. He said it was great, but... But still, it's, gonna, it's still not going to help you live your life. You need a sport classic. You must have you a can, sport classic. You can say it's like this, but at the end of the day, you'll know every night. Or when you're in the shower, <laughs> just staring at the water, hitting your face. It's not a sport classic. Well, that's our show for today. Okay. Thank you, Matt Fur. I know you got to get out of here. No, I, just, I, I don't have to go anywhere. I have an insurance inspector coming in seven minutes. Well, I'm glad to see I'm a priority for you. I, have, I do have seven minutes, and if you need. No. That's okay. good. We we got to take some pictures. I've got to get out of here. Next okay. week, uh, comedian Ronnie Chang oh, is on cool. the show. I love Ronnie One Chang. One of the funniest men in the world and also a brand new 996 Porsche owner, and he wants to come on and talk about it. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Bye. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.